All right, we have to do the short intro. Be funny now. Um, I don't, I don't have anything. We got nothing. Be funny. It's been 72 episodes. I realize this one's by, sponsored by Comical, but we can't always be funny. You disappoint me. Don't say that. It hurts. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 72. Wow, we're as old as like a I was trying to think of like something to say about the number 72, <laughs> but I couldn't. Isn't that like Refrigerator Perry? I don't know, something like that. Oh, it was. There yeah, we well, go. I never got my Refrigerator Perry action figure. Welcome to 1985. I sent all my proof of purchase out. Did you read, Se- did you read Secret Wars? No, I didn't. Oh, that was, was good. before my time. In 1985. <laughs> anyway. anyway, I'm Josh, <laughs> and I've already derailed us. I'm here with Ron... And hey. Connor? Hi. Of course, iFanboy.com would be where we, uh, we like to talk about comic books. And each week, one of us reads their books and picks the best thing that they read that week. They write up a review, and then uh, we come here and talk about it on the podcast. And as always, uh, because we are friendly and we don't want to ruin your experiences, we are going to talk about the books that came out this last week. So if you haven't read them, we don't want to ruin them for you. Pause the show. Because <laughs> they couldn't figure come out back. that part. Come back later. So uh, this week it was a it was a good little old week, wasn't it? Yeah, well, oh. no, actually it wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually a. Sucky I thought week. it was good. Ron, I, well, Ron I, had the pick, I, and he thought it was sucky. So why don't you take it? Yeah. Well, no. Well, what happened was is that I I picked. I had about like seven or eight books on my pull list, and I decided to take a couple risks here and there, and I ended up getting a total of ten books, and of which probably about half of them I wish I hadn't gotten, and half of them were in a. And a third of them were okay, and a couple of them were really good. So I guess it's an average kind of comic week. Um, but I was I was trying to come up with something different. I was trying. To, I was looking for a book to reach out to me, to grab me, to you know, kind of. And somehow I ended up at the end of the night staring at two books written by Bendis again about Civil War. Is, and about Civil War, I wanted to get away from Civil War so badly. I was like, and it's bad because we try not to like premeditate the pick of the week. We we're all very zen about it. Like it, the the comic has to speak to you, and it has to, you know, what I mean, like all that stuff. But I was like, you know, I really don't want to talk about Civil War this week. I really just want to take a vacation from the Civil War thing. And it's so not over. It's so it's never going to be. Well, over. it's not. Oh, it's the, ini- the initiative now. Yeah, it's the initiative. Yeah. So um, so at the end of the night, I'm staring at uh, Civil War: The Confession. Uh, written by Bendis and drawn by Maleev, and New Avengers, number 28, written by Bendis and drawn by Lanil Yu, um, who used to be called Lanil Francis Yu, yes. right? Yeah, he dropped the Francis. Francis. It's not He's very probably tough. Getting beat, probably getting beat up on the playground. Um, well, there was the other Lanil Yu, and he right, died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awful. <laughs> He's not a real person. Okay. Anyway, so... Um, so I was really torn between those two books. The the confession. A lot of people, I guess, were leery of the confession as like another, just another way to get three bucks in your pocket. Well, they had um, there was that I, string of bad one shots. Well, last burned. week was but Civil I, War: The Initiative, and I know you liked it, but a lot right. of people didn't, myself included. Right, but but I I had read about this beforehand, and I was excited because it was Maleev's art, and I was like, all right, if it's Alex Maleev, I'm there, you know. And um, and I was really, and I read it, and I thought it was really really good. 
And I'll talk about that after I talk about New Avengers, which I ended up picking New Avengers, because New Avengers I thought was equally as good, but it grabbed me and made me hopeful for the next issue. And, of course, the confession wouldn't do that because this is a one-shot and there was not going to be another issue. But there's something about that – you know, I, I tend to be very emotional with these things and, and optim- I look for optimism and all that you know, hoopla. And after reading the new Avengers, I was just like – it was a rollicking good time. I was sitting on the couch and I was like, yeah, all right, when, you know, like, when's the next issue? You know, and which is exactly what uh, a book like Avengers should do. And I'm, I've never been a big Avengers fan. You know, I've always been an X-Men guy and I've picked up Avengers off and on through the years. Um but I was really curious about, after Civil War ending, how Bendis was going to handle the new Avengers as, like, the outlaw team with Spider-Man and Luke Cage and, and Spider-Woman and Wolverine and all that stuff. And as we saw from the last issue, issue 27, we've got Iron Fist and we've got Doctor Strange. So it, it was stuff I never even anticipated whatever you know, characters I never thought about being in the Avengers. Like, Doctor Strange? Come on, he's a defender. But, um... I was really impressed with this issue because it continued the storyline of of rescuing Ronin in Japan and continuing the mystery of who the new Ronin is, um, as well as do it, handling the, the flashbacks to post-Civil War and seeing how this group kind of comes together. And that's part of the Avengers mythos is the come-together moment. And I know we talked about this, or at least the the three of us have talked about it back when uh, New Avengers first started, how it was, uh, it was Bendis doing the Avengers coming together moment again. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that this is the first time really that the come together moment for a team of Avengers is happening without Captain America or without Iron Man, which I think is fairly significant from a Marvel historian standpoint. Yeah, it's probably, I don't even think it's ever happened. I, yeah, I don't think it. Uh, well, no, there, there might have been a couple times here and there, but it's never been like a st- you know truly Hawkeye. truly static. Yeah, possibly Hawkeye, but it's never been a truly. I, I really felt as this was fairly monumental, like the moment where Cage, when Luke Cage steps up as the leader without saying he's the leader. He's a great leader. And, He's, I mean, and and that was one of the things in my review that I that I that I wrote about. <laughs> as I'm as I'm as I'm reading this issue, I'm thinking about all the criticism we've thrown ben, Bendis's way over the past six years, and specifically like when Alias came out, didn't we eviscerate his treatment of Luke Cage and yes. Alias? Like we thought it was. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I know I've got a shaky memory, but like, didn't weren't we like he doesn't know how to write the character? He's being token, you know, he's writing kind of token dialogue yes. and you know writing the the black guy type thing. I cannot imagine Luke Cage any other way than in this book. Like it, like he's he's come full circle on Luke Cage and writes and is made him into like one of the best characters in Marvel. Absolutely. Um, well, I think um, at the time that Alias came out, we were coming fresh off that uh, Brian Azzarello, Richard Corbin Cage. Yeah, but I'd never re- read yeah. that, and that was just... it was awful. Um, yeah. And and I think, and I mean, actually, because this uh, the Bendis tapes came out recently, I have. Brian's head in my voice, or voice in my head all the time, but he was saying how he 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 can hear Luke Cage's voice entirely clearly in his head when he does it, and I think that that comes through on this so clearly. Like, yeah, totally. This this character, and, and you know, I've heard the, I've heard the uh, criticism that Bendis writes all the characters the same. I, I don't. I, I think Luke Cage is a really good example of that not being true. Yeah, I I totally agree, and I, I was I'm, and I realized it like halfway through this issue, and I was like, damn, he's nailed Cage. Well, not he didn't nail him, but he he knows how to write the character. Um, but and then then also I was I was thinking back when he when 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 he did Avengers Disassembled, and I remember have, distinctly having the conversation about yeah, look at Bendis trying to do a team book, and I at this point like the balance of dialogue and interaction amongst all these characters is so perfect. It's like you feel I felt as if like I was in the room. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and like actually participating in the banter and actually, you know, with them. And that that's a, he's come full circle on that. Like he can write a team book. It's amazing. And then the most recent one that we've teased them about is not being really able to write Wolverine. I don't know if he's as there as he is with Cage, but I thought this issue was a step in the right direction. I thought Wolverine was – I didn't have any problem with any of Wolverine's interactions or, or characterization in this issue Yeah, it was all. good. Um, um, you know, and especially when, when, they, when they figured out that they've been tra- – that they were duped and they – you know, the Captain – and we solve the Captain America's Alive mystery now. We, we find out it was a trap. So, the freak yeah. out that lasted of one week. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute, um, this doesn't make sense, and I don't want to wait for an answer. What the hell? I hate Joe Quesada. Sorry, it's just <laughs> yeah, channeling. Oh, so I got to tell you how happy so now, I was that this thing had an initiative band across the top, but it had nothing to do with that. Yeah, I didn't right. want to I read mean, the initiative the, book. Right, but I, I think you're overestimating what the initiative book means. The initiative is just what all this, the stories over the next yeah, everything with everything within Marvel is going to be. Initiative. I don't care. I just didn't yeah. want to tie in. I wanted it to continue from where they were last week, and they did so, or last month. But yeah, which is what they That's, did. I'm yeah, happy exactly. about this. All so, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I thought the book was really great. I thought um, Lenial Yu's uh, art is uh, is evolving. I love his art. Um, yeah, I thought it was great, but it, it's definitely if you compare it to when he first came on the scene doing Wolverine back in two thousand or whatever, when when Wolverine married Lady Hydra um, with Claremont, I think was writing that. I mean, his his work now is a lot more fluid. It was it was very kind of line, you know, kind of stiff liney yep. back then, and now I really feel as if that the fluidity re- really plays to the action in this book, and this, this book was action packed. You know, what's, and it was you know what's really interesting so. is that if you look at um, some of the pages that are that are where he's got silhouettes where it's blacked out. You can actually yep. see the pencil strokes. Yeah, uh, that normally doesn't come through. They cover that with the ink, but on right. these ones, yeah. like all the the pencil strokes are there because. And I've I've heard I've heard it said that these kind of look like rough pencils, and I, that doesn't bother me in the least. I really like it. Yeah. Even yeah. even that yeah. Superman yeah. Birthright miniseries he did, he's way more polished now than he was then. Yeah. Which I yeah. lo- I like his art. I really enjoy it. It's got a great sense of energy to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And. and- and ultimately, the moment of the book was Doctor Strange telling Wong not to be snooty. I agree. So, yeah, that was great. It was just great. It was fantastic. So, um, yeah, so it was really, really good. And, um, you know, and then to move on to the Civil War, the Confession. Um, did well, you, may may, you I, may I just up? say something? I sure. finished my books. Uh, I was like, you know, like 12.31 a.m. And I popped open my laptop, fully expecting to see that as the pick of the week. This I was the said, pick of the week. That, that, this was my pick of the week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, here, here's why. Here's why I, I didn't pick it. Was because I loved the Iron Man confession. Like, at, at that last double-page spread where it wasn't worth it and there's Captain America dead on the table and everything like that, I mean, I was choked up. Like, when Tony broke down and is crying, like, I was completely choked up. I thought it was I, – I, I was like, I was like, Jesus, this is going to be the pick. Mm-hmm. The Captain America was one awesome. left, left a little for me – left a little to be desired. Awesome. Is awesome. Awesome. the man – I real I really felt as I really felt as if it was almost there, but not quite complete. And mainly because while and while I was okay with Captain America yelling at Tony in the way he did and and asking you know was it worth it and all that kind of deal, I I just felt as if felt came a little short. And just Iron Man going well, you're a sore loser and walking away, like you know like I felt as if it was just not rushed, but I don't know it just didn't it didn't sit right with me. Well, so it, it one reason right. it's short is because we don't need to have Capside. We've had Capside for the last six months. It's Right, no, I understand that. Um, oh no, we had some. We had. I think that was a clone. Because <laughs> I got to tell you, this was Captain America. This is the first Captain America we've seen, seen in. I haven't seven, seen Captain months. America out of his own book, um, yeah. in the trades that I've been reading since a while. Then that like weak hand job Captain America we've been getting in Civil Civil War. 
Well, this book, I mean, as I said, as I said, I mentioned in the review too, I think this book solidified that like, I, if Bendis, Bendis had a handle on Civil War. Oh man, if he had written Civil War. Yeah. Oh God. Let me me ask you, no, you know what? Let Miller have Civil War. If Bendis had written Frontline. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to address something that that I think is one of the more ridiculous things I've heard uh, in a while, in that uh, people criticize this book for a cap yelling in it, Uh, which to me is so ridiculous I can't even begin begin to get into it. Uh, Why don't don't you try? Well, because then we'll be here all day. People tend to think (laughs) of Cap as the like uh, reserved, goody goody, like you know, never gets angry, never you know, he's a soldier. Yeah, you know he. He should get angry. He should yell. This is this was a fantastic characterization of him. P- the fact that he him yelling is not out of character at all, especially at the point where he's lost and he's confronting the, his his former friend who's who's taken everything from him. He's sitting in a yep. tiny jail cell. If he hadn't yelled, I would have been surprised. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I like a cap with balls, and this is and this is. And this not is, only that, like this, it's not like he was. This is his personal friend. Yeah. When you are with people who you care about or you're close to, emotions are much closer to the surface. You have much less of a filter on. And sort of your being reserved goes away a little bit, I think. Yeah. So, so The idea that I he's mean, not a man of an edge is ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I mean, I didn't feel as if the yelling was that No, I didn't either, but this is something I've been, yeah. that's been around since... Yeah. Since I read the issue, yeah. the art was fantastic. Oh. The art was oh, the art was amazing. I mean, that's the one thing I'm, I got to give the edge between you and Malieve. To I just I love Malieve and and it's like not an edge, I know, it's a chasm. There's nobody. I, I, there's nobody that touches him. I think right now. It's just it's just amazing. And like I'm kind of like while I'm excited to get more Malieve work, I kind of like I don't really care about Halo. I was I was thinking that same thing. I'm but I'm looking at. This I'm going to buy it anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm going to yeah. Yeah, I will too. Yeah, but it's just it, it's just it, it's just so beautiful, so so good. If these two guys had done Frontline, oh, not just Bendis, but also Malieve, you would have gotten yeah. a trench coat like grizzled Ben Yurick instead of the nebbishy Woody Allen yeah. Ben Yurick. Yeah. Oh, that would have been brilliant. That would have been really good. But yeah, Such no. But I, I, I think I think the confession was a it was a, a more than excellent comic. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, and it really, I mean, really, it was a Bendis week. I mean, between New Avengers and The Confession. It's been a Bendis I mean, renaissance yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. If you think about it, we, we, we talk a lot about Brian K. Vaughn, a lot about Ed, Ed Brubaker, and rightly so, and, but sort of overshadowed Bendis when, when the year before it was all about Bendis. This has been a, yeah. hey, remember was, me, guys? I still write kick-ass comics a couple of weeks for Brian Bendis. I was joking last week, week. With, all the, with, all the, with all the Brubaker hoopla that Brubaker is the new Bendis. But um, but but it's total in terms of like buzz and you know kind of attention. But like he's Bendis is the man. I gotta give him credit. I gotta you know like he nails it. So mm-hmm. um, sometimes so he's gotta s- a... smack in the face, be like, oh yeah, I forgot he's still really fucking good. I mean, because yeah. every once the thing is, every once in a while he'll drop the ball, not a lot, but just a little bit. But you expect so much from him. I mean, like well, if, I I, well, I think drop the ball is almost well, too extreme. If, like it's like it's like every once in a while he'll go three for four. My next well, my, my next four, point being yeah. like when him yeah. dropping the ball is that it's not the most excellent thing ever compared to most other yeah. people's stuff. It's it's awesome. When your I'm bar is that about, high, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about the middle of the Ultimate Spider-Man clone saga. You know, when you're like, I'm not sure about this. And right, but it came around. No, yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And even you know, even if you didn't like it, like I know Connor didn't like. He still followed it up with great books. It isn't. Yep. It isn't like oh, it's. It, he doesn't go off the rails. Yeah, you know he has you know, never I, done that. I think what it is is we didn't have the balance of Daredevil. 
Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when the only thing I was reading from him was uh, New Avengers, which didn't, didn't come out very, didn't come out as often, and Spider Man. You didn't have the, the the Daredevil to fall back on. Yeah, and we you, we had Daredevil to depend on like consistently, mm-hmm. and even if you didn't like something that was going on in Powers or Ultimate Spider Man, Daredevil was just spot on. Yeah, I so. think now that I think now that Civil War is over and these these Avengers books are going to start coming out regularly, and you know we'll be he'll be able to do his own story. We'll start to see this more. Hopefully, yeah. apparently he's been ahead by like one, nine or ten years. Yeah, I think one of the I think one of the biggest you know crimes of Civil War, and like, well, I understand why they did and stuff like that. Is just that we'll never like Bendis had a whole plan for New Avengers planned out that he had to radically change because of Civil War, mm-hmm. and I would have liked to have seen that play out. You yeah, know? definitely. So, what can you do though? Justice so, like um, lightning. Speaking of the initiative, um, th- Thunderbolts one twelve, uh, the the last book uh, of the initiative group that we'll talk about tonight. Um, uh, th- this was this almost didn't we almost didn't weren't going to talk about it, um, but this is a last minute edition because apparently we're, it's somewhat polarizing. Um, I for one really like this issue. Ready Josh? for it? <laughs> High minded commentary. <laughs> this this actually came in like third in the running. I was I was in between you two. I thought some of it was really really good. I thought some of it was just really really dumb. I, th- oh, yeah. I liked I liked I liked enough of the good stuff to to continue reading it, but some of it I was just so disappointed mm-hmm. in. Okay, now well, I was just I was just surprised at how good Diodato's art was, considering I, do- I hated his work on Avengers. I, no. I have no problem with the art, other than I don't need to see Wilford Brimley. Uh, who's Wilford Brimley? In, in the, the middle, reference. like he, I don't know, his photo reference is getting to be too close to me. Well, look, if you, do you guys oh, have you guys see, have yeah, the issue the ball, in front yeah. of you? I'm looking yeah, at I do. it. Turn the yeah. first page uh, where 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 uh, they um. Norman Osborn's talking to Songbird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and suddenly he goes from from Tommy Lee Jones to Walter Walter Matthau. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> You're totally right. Oh, that's hysterical. Where are you gonna go? <laughs> I I like the all the interaction between the team. I think all the political commentary on the United States is so lazy and obvious. Yep. Yeah. All of the Fox News and all of the uh, reality show stuff and all of it is just so beneath Warren Ellis. He's such a be- much better writer than that. It's, it's easy. so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. And it's not even. He's not even doing like. It's not even edgy. It's just. It's stuff you see all the time. You yeah. know. That's I mean, the stuff that the, really annoyed the, me. Yeah, but I, I feel as if what what else is going on is building up to be fairly edgy. You know, what in in the stu- the stuff that's going on with the Thunderbolts and with the team and with Norman Osborn and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm and you know me I'm I'm not I'm by no means am I an Ellis apologist or fan. You know what I mean? I'm I'm fairly lukewarm on Ellis. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that the the meat of this issue is really what jumped out at me. Well, that's and, the part I like. The, the team yeah, stuff. Exactly. It's just the other stuff is yeah. so it just the fluff. Yeah, yeah the just fluff. Doesn't right. need to be in there. I, well, yeah. I think that I, the team stuff. I, I don't. I don't. I, I know we're three issues in, but I feel like we should be about one issue in. And now let's get on with the plot because I don't know what the plot is. Right. And I think that's part of it. I will. I will say I think Diodato's art, other than his referencing, just keeps throwing me off. It's like seeing cameos in a movie, and it takes you right out of it. Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Tom Cruise, like, and and that messes you up. Um, who's Jillian Woods? She, I don't know what character she is, but obviously she's a costume. Right. Well, I mean, I, I imagine we're going to find out. No, you know, I know that's why I'm just. I'm not even, that's yeah. not even a criticism. Yeah. I thought the page um, where you turn it and the Scarlet Spider is falling down on them. It's not the Scarlet I'm not Scarlet Spider. Steel Spider. Steel. Yeah. Great page. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, I looked at that page and I specifically thought, wow, he's got the. He's got your view coming from down by the waist of the guy. Really, really nice stuff. 
Um, yeah. I don't know. It just, I just, I don't know. It's not impressing me. I thought the same thing when, when Norman Osborn was sitting there talking about like Americans and their perceptions of stuff. I even, I will say, I even got a little defensive. Now the other side of it say, well, it's Norman Osborn, but I think Norman Osborn is smarter than that. Even, I guess. I feel like this book exists solely to cut the uh, the chaff, get rid of the you know the weak characters they've got. <laughs> well, but I, but the thing is, I don't think so because I don't think the Steel Spider is on anybody's radar. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like it, they need to cut that. He's still know. in there. I mean, obviously he exists. You know what I mean? Right, no, he obviously. Yeah, no, but I mean, but if no, if if he's if he's sucky, nobody will use him. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I don't really think they need to call the the heroes in the in the in the universe because if they don't want to use somebody, they just don't well. Then use that's them. the you other know? thing. What well, I, I think they, I think they're fa- I think they're fodder to move along the story. Well, the, you know, like that's so. the thing. Like, uh, do I need to see these guys go and beat up a bunch of characters I don't know? No, I don't care. Right. The point is, they're not going to actually attack or fight anybody worthwhile. It's going to be a bunch of that. Would I mean, be interesting. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see though. We'll see. Right. No, and no, I'm yeah, interested yeah. enough with the characters yeah. to continue on. Uh, I just wish there'd be less of the dumb political commentary, which. He's he's much better at than, than that. I mean, basically, like it was kind of on the chopping block. I'm gonna read the next one. I'm still curious, but if I don't like the next one, I'm already done. Right. I think so. Um, as far as moving along story, uh, Connor, what did you think of 52 this week? Uh, you know what's funny is that the the DC perception is that it's a much nicer and lighter universe, and it's <laughs> much much more hardcore in the Marvel universe. Uh, yeah, not when you put Greg Rucka in the driver's seat. Black Adam wiped out an entire nation in this issue. <laughs> Over a 36-hour um, period. He killed for a day and a half straight. Uh, millions of people <laughs> just went around just killing. Um, that's hardcore. <laughs> I don't care where you live. Um, I, I like Black Adam. Well, Black Adam is just sort of the un- misunderstood anti-hero who is clearly a mass-murdering psychopath. He's, he's no longer an anti-hero, and I think that's yeah. what I liked about this one is that it brought. I didn't want his story to go there, but I see why it did, and I see that it had to, and it brought his arc to, at least in this in fifty two, it sort of brought it to a head. And now absolutely. This is, this well, now you gonna be yeah. Out. Now you see that uh, World War Three is going to be um, all him. You know, hardcore. It's going to be bad. I, gonna, I mean, bad I, in a good way. It's going to be you know, violent. I completely forgot about these Chinese heroes. By the way, the Great Den. Yeah, I feel like they started that in the beginning of fifty two, and they just kind of forgot. Well, they've been around in other books. They've been in Justice yeah, Society. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And our checkmate, checkmate. And, uh... Oh, right. Yeah, true, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's not much to say beyond this, beyond the fact it was a one, it was a one long massacre, but um, I'm really loving this book. And I'll be sad when it ends. <laughs> yeah. So are you, are, you, are you psyched for Countdown? All the Countdown promos throughout it? I'm more psyched right now for World War III. Um, yeah. One thing at a time? Yeah, one thing at a time. The thing is, Countdown's yeah. going to be in the same format, and, and I like everybody who's on it, but it's not going to be this book. I mean, yeah. this is... You know, like, in the, I think in the beginning there was all that talk about the Dream Team or the, the Fab, you know, the, the Beatles of comics yeah. or whatever. And for a little while I wasn't taking it very seriously, and now as it's gone on, I really think that that lent something uh, tangible to it. To the, yeah, to the, to the magic there of it? Is, there is a definitive yeah. quality here. Which is which is so, like it reads like a very normal comic book, and you don't put it down and, and think, wow, that was an amazing comic. But like overall, they'd really have done something great, and I mean, they'd have to go really far to fall on their face at this point. Yeah. Um. So is Countdown going to be a, a bit like Teen Wolf two compared to Fifty Two? Well, let's Teen not Wolf? go that far until it comes out. <laughs> no, I don't but... think it'll be bad. I think it, I just I think it'll be different. It won't have the same feeling no matter which way you go. It might be something else that's great on its own, but it won't be this. Yeah. Sort of like. I don't know. I don't know if this count. Let's see. 
But like, you know when the authority was going and Warren Ellis had it? it and Mark great. Miller took it, and, yeah. Right, and then Mark Miller had it. He, it was great too, but it wasn't the same book. It was great, it was like, but not as magical as the... No, it, it wasn't even... It, like you, Some people probably prefer one over the other, but like it was just different. I'm not even saying one was better than the other. Like When the Warren Ellis stuff was over, I was like, I, I, I missed that. Those were really good. It, it's kind of like your second relationship after the first one where you have sex for the first time, and then you're with a new girl, and it's like it's 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 the same thing, but it's a little different, and it's not as special, you know. And it's like, man, the magic's not really here. Yeah, but okay, the first, but yeah, you know what? I was gonna go with a uh, analogy, and I decided to stop. <laughs> um, great cover by our favorite cover artist, JG Jones. Oh, JG Jones is uh, my one of my favorites now. It's a great. If cover. you pulled really the camera good. back, they would be. A lot more bodies. Yeah, totally. And he's still relatively clean. Yeah, well, you know, it come the black. It just it, you know, it absorbs all the you know the blood. It's kind of like that so. Docker's material where it just rolls right off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, um, so one of the books I took a risk on this week was uh, Buffy number one, Buffy the Vampire Slayer number one. I did too. Um, you did yep. too, Josh? Did you? Or? I've never seen an episode of Buffy. Uh, okay, now now it, it's it's important to say that I did not watch Buffy regularly. I um. I watched it here and there. I was a regular viewer for the first four seasons, and I stopped for the last three, uh, five, six, seven, three, and um, I watched Angel. So I have a, I have a better I've, than working, average knowledge of the characters. Yeah, and I have a working knowledge of the characters, and I kind of what happened when it ended in season seven. And for those who don't know, this is season eight of the TV show, but in comics, not on TV, which is really cool, which is awesome. Which is I, which we would hope that some you know other TV shows would do. Like, could you imagine like an Oz comic? Or, Oz ended. You know, I know, but I'm just saying. No, no, like, no. They, when it they, ended, like, it was over. Right, <laughs> but like Carnival, like Carnival ended before before it should have. You know, I didn't watch Carnival, but I heard a lot of people bitching about that. Right, and it I could sucked, you, though. You, you, right. Well, yeah. So anyway, nonetheless, um, I know. What you're so, saying. so while this was season eight and the first issue, I thought that maybe you know you could jump right on. Mm, not so much. No. <laughs> it's really season eight. It really, it really is season eight. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I know who the people are, but I have no idea what's. Yeah, going on. I don't know who that girl is on the last page. I don't know. I don't know anything. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's not. That's not true. I know who the characters are. Like, I know Buffy and Xander. And I know the Dawn, and yeah. I know uh, the sister. The references the whole, yeah, to to, yeah. to the characters. I didn't know that Sunnydale was was exploded. I heard that it got sucked. It got sucked into the Hellmouth. Uh, I heard that. I don't know why. Why there's I don't so know many there was slayers. an army of slayers. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is this what it feels like when I talk about fables? Yes, I think so. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like I didn't know Xander lost an eye. Sorry, I, I knew that. that. Did Joss Whedon yeah. write this? Yes. Yes. And it, it was. It was. Uh... Oh, I got it. It's uh, George Jeanty. Jean- the art George is good. Jeanty. George Jinty. The art is good. It's it's it straddles the line between making the characters look like the actors, but not being so yeah. tied down that it's all photo. Yeah, no, like Buffy never. Right. I never once got a Sarah Michelle Gellar feel from Buffy. Uh the first the first time to tiny seer. But other than that, like they, they look similar, but they don't they don't necessarily are slaves to the to the realism. Um, great. It, it's really well. I mean, I enjoyed it, even though I was confused most a good portion of the yeah. time. The dialogue was fantastic. I mean, just well, he's getting to be a better comic book writer yeah. too. Yeah. But there's that and the fact that he just knows these characters inside and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he wrote them for seven years. That, that he's he's got this yeah. stuff down. I mean, it was it was really funny at times. You know, I would read a Firefly comic. Um, it, so yeah, it was good. I'm not gonna get the second issue though because I just don't know what the hell's going on. Um, mm-hmm. But if someone explained it to you, would you get the maybe. second issue? If somebody wants to explain it to me, maybe. Um, I was gonna sell this on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to. Maybe about a second. If somebody out there is a big Buffy fan and wants to explain to us what the hell's going on. If you explain it in a manner that's easy to follow and not too laden yeah. with minutiae from the front. Also, if you send him seasons one through seven on DVD, he will definitely sure. continue. Absolutely. That yeah. right there, that's a challenge out to the listeners. <laughs> send Ron seasons one through seven on DVD. <laughs> and he will continue to read it. So, um, so that was good. I, I, mean, I enjoyed good. it, even though I was confused. Yeah. So um so now now we switch tables and Josh um what did you think of fables? Oh, um, he's rhyming now like <laughs> Shakespeare. Did you do that on purpose? No, I didn't. I totally backed into that. There wasn't really a whole lot to say about it this week. I just wanted to point out it was a, it was in like another great issue and for those of you reading it uh it was the second half of the arc uh, drawn by Mike Allred. Ooh. Um and and I actually mentioned I like this that. really quickly on the forums this week cuz somebody had asked about coloring. And one of the things that makes the All Red art look really, I mean, the, the really stand out is that uh, the Laura All Red coloring. Yep. Like, the coloring adds every bit to that book. Um, basically, it was just, like, uh, it was the second part of, uh, I see you guys haven't read it, so I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully. But basically... You don't have to worry about that. I know, but Connor's going to read it. <laughs> I have I have the second trade which I got in San Francisco and I'm looking forward to reading. It. He's a long way off. He won't remember this conversation. If you read the second trade, I think I have the rest that you can borrow. Anyway, um, the, uh, there's a bit of mystery that's been sort of filled in in the backstory of uh, Bigby Wolf and therefore his his kids and, and all the stuff that happens. Um, it was just another really good issue. It was a nice like sort of fill in middle story because that's there is an overall arc to the to the whole story going on, but he does it in terms of, like, he'll tell a story and then move on to somebody else and tell a story. And I, I always like the Begbie sections uh, probably among the most, other than Boy Blue, which is real good. But it was great. Cool. Um, so conversely, am I the only one reading Spider-Man Rain? Yes. Of us. Uh, of us, right. I've, yeah. I've heard very good things, though. I've yeah, heard very know, mixed things. Yeah, I don't know what those people are talking about, because this is the last issue, and thank God that's over. Oh. Oh man, it was awful. Um, and, I, and the thing is, I bought it because I thought I liked Care Andrews, like K A A R E. I don't know how to pronounce that. Care Andrews. Um, I thought I liked him, and I think I do. I think I do. Mm-hmm. I think I like his art. I don't really like his stories. Um, and it was just, it was just a lame, lame Dark Knight kind of ripoff of Spider Man with Spider Man, and it was just, you know, it just didn't, it didn't give me anything on any level. So, why did you persist? Because eh. he started it. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to sell it on eBay. Is that like your new thing? Yes, it is. He's going to quit <laughs> his job and just start selling comics? Speculation is back. I'm all for it. Oh, happy day. Uh, the good news is you can all rest assured that we have no prior information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are that disconnected from the industry. <laughs> oh, real quickly, I, I, I just saw it on my stack. Uh, another Franklin Richards came out from Chris Eliopoulos, and it was fantastic. So. Um if you like Calvin and Hobbes and that sort of fun humor stuff, check out Franklin Richards. This was a lot of fun, though. It was a lot of fun. I wonder if it's any very... kids are actually reading that. I hope so. I wish I wish my nieces were I know you enough. hope so, but I wonder if they yeah. actually are. Well, any kids? Are you reading these books? <laughs> it's like, this is, this is our, our viewer feedback episode. Everything's going to be a question back to the, the listeners. <laughs> that they can't answer directly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so it was an all right week. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the great. Actually, uh, I thought it was a good week. I wanted, it was I, good. I, wanted, I thought it was good. It was. I think it was the right after the past couple. I mean, after last week, I was exhausted. I don't know about you guys, but there's definitely just, a civil war fatigue setting in. Oh well, yeah. Just a, just also an event fatigue. Yeah, I want like the book to run and take its own story and do the thing, and 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 that. And I think that's one of the reasons that I really, I really like fables because I don't have to worry about what's going on with the you know other books and things like that. What about Jack of Fables? 
<laughs> they don't. They actually don't tie into each other at all. Yet. No, they're not supposed to. Until yeah. Fables X. <laughs> Until <laughs> Fables, the crossover event oh, of the year. <laughs> I see Jim Kruger's name. I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> all right, so... Alex um, Ross covers. So if you want to catch up on Fables, you can go to Comical.com and you can buy all the trade paperbacks, and not just Fables, of other books as well. Um, what do they carry, Connor? They have all the new Marvel DC Dark Horse image books, and they are all 40% off. That's a hell of a discount, by the way. Yes, it is. You can go to their site every month, and you can pre-order your books, or you can set up a subscription service and have them automatically sent to you every month. Yes. All right, cool. So go to Comical.com and tell them my fanboy sent you. Thank you, Comical. We really appreciate the support. Yes, we do. So, All right, so listener email. Letters. Letters. So our first one comes from WLG. Um, mm. Who's reacting to our? Um, we did a special edition uh, podcast about three hundred. You haven't heard pop- it? Look for it in the feed. It's, in there. it's short. In the feed. There's what, a- what do you have better to do? Exactly. I'm gonna guilt so, you now. So um, look for it in the feed. You have to manually download it, and it might appear in February. It might appear in March. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so, um, but he's, we're not perfect. WLG points out that one of the things we kept on saying about the movie was it was directly taken from the book. We joked that Zack Snyder just gave the gave the crew the the book and said do that. And the problem that he had with it is that filmmakers worked really hard to bring the book to life, and dismissing them as just following the book totally minimizes their efforts. After all these comics come out on film and all the people complaining it's not enough like the books, one comes out that is, and people are saying, what did the filmmakers do? After all, it's just the book. So what, is it, what does that mean that filmmakers ulti- – so does that mean filmmakers ultimately can't win? If they change stuff, they will be criticized, and if they don't, they, they, the credit will go to the writers and the artists of the story they filmed? It's a very good question. WLG. It's a really good question, and I I've thought about this one a lot. Like like as he's reading, and I'm raring to go. Basically, your question: Can they win? No, they can't. Not com- <laughs> not if they're doing comic book movies. Yeah. You will never, ever, ever, never, never make everybody happy. However, it is correct to point out that by saying that Zack Snyder didn't do anything, that is wrong. Obviously, if you're directing a feature film and he translated that into moving image, we were that, kidding. That is a great a- thing. We are a kidding, a- but. Gr- you go I have a great ex- I'm sorry to interrupt. I have a great example I just thought of. Okay. Who's the guy who did Daredevil? Mark Johnson. Right. Do you remember there were shots directly from Casada and Smith's run in that movie? The Daredevil clutching the crucifix yeah, and stuff uh-huh. like that? He copied right out of the comic. Right. Yeah. Is Daredevil as good as 300? No. Right. Exactly. No, and I think that he, he adapted it seamlessly, and that was a choice that he made. Like, I'm going to do it just like the book, as opposed to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, which is – not exactly the same, but of the same, you know, like, you know, he, he did it in the true same to the vision. field. True to the vision. Yeah. However, there is something to be said about a director who doesn't, like, he kind of didn't put his stamp on it. There's two parts to being a director. There's the sort of, you know, physical making of the movie part and, and you know, directing the actors and saying, act like this and do like this. And then there's the conceptual side that makes a piece of art of their own. And that's the part that he didn't really do. Well, that, that's a tough. That's a tough nut because it's it, it, and it's a that's a really good point because like did Robert Rodriguez put his his stamp on Sin City? I don't think so. Like I think Zack Snyder and Rodriguez are two directors who are very good at their craft and they executed Frank Miller's vision amazingly. You, know what, you can take it a step further. Robert Roy, Rodriguez actually had Frank Miller next to him. Right. Yeah. Co- they co-directed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. And I he, mean, it's it's like the, it's like they're executing as opposed to as opposed to bringing the vision. Exactly. You know, so, Whereas, like, yeah. you take I'm gonna just use you know David Fincher as an example. Yeah. You know, he that he thought of the vision, what it wants to look like, did that, and directed the movie. Now, oh, David David Fincher should direct a movie about the vision. <laughs> the ultimate vision. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Jodie Foster. <laughs> um, but you know, like, 
is it good or bad? That's not for that's not really I think what we're saying. But we are saying is that like the part where you conceptualize a movie and you come up with what it looks like, a lot of that work was done for him already. And he made the choice and it's a completely valid choice to go with what it was. Zack Snyder totally should have made three hundred take place in the nineteen fifties. I think for this movie he made the right choice. But <laughs> I the other I part think... is we were being tongue in cheek. Yeah, I think you can you can you can break all that down like that or you can just say the fact that we were joking. Yeah. It's is well, a, it's a humorous well, uh... Well, either that, we, we were joking, but also we, we kind of, we, I, I think to a certain degree, I mean, I was there at the well, conversation. Well, none of us we actually did, believe did, that, the, the, that he did nothing. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, I think and it's, that's I think the it's, point we want to make. It's a great achievement. It's a great achievement. So, um, Okay, cool. It's a podcast. <laughs> Arian wrote in. He says, why is everyone pretending they love the Silver Surfer? It was all cast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a somewhat cool design, although isn't he just a guy in a surfboard with all the details whited out? No one has mentioned the freaking uh-huh. Silver Surfer in the past 20 years, and now everyone's like, oh, Silver Surfer's in the next Fast of War movie. I'm there. Dudes, he's a surfer in space. It doesn't get much more corny than that. I mean, I love that they are making comic book based on films, and I feel the masses have jumped into the proverbial bandwagon just because the media tells them to saddle up. He's with Josh, in his opinion, the first FF film sucked. Why should the second film be any better? Because it's cartoony, because of the cartoony Mercury blog zipping around the screen. All right, allow me to? I will go right, after for- you. First, number one, he's just on the movie. If you saw the trailer, he's not a cartoony Mercury blob zipping around. They they really nailed it as as best they could in the movies. But that's another thing. As far as everyone pretending why they love the Silver Surfer, the Silver Surfer might be one of the best creations of the Marvel universe. And if Arian, if you haven't read the Galactus trilogy, uh, Fantastic Four, go get um, uh, an Essentials and read it. And if you haven't read any of the Silver Surfer stuff in the 70s, go get it and read it. Because what they did with the Silver Surfer is they created this fantastic alien character who is fascinated with Earth's humanity and the the subtle nuances of life and love and emotion and compassion and layered that on a cosmic story. Sorry. What is that? What does that mean? Joe Satriani surfing with it. (laughs) Sorry. But anyway, but what they did was they created one, I honestly believe one of the top ten characters of all of Marvel history. I mean, he's great. I love him, so... That's just me. See, and jo- Josh derailed me, so he could talk. So no, yeah. I. I <clears throat> it's funny, is that like when he wrote that, I I thought the same thing. But I know that there are people like you, and I don't think you guys are wrong. I just never did anything for me. It's really because fu- like what you just said it makes perfect sense that people are totally into him. I've just never experienced that for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, and, and I mean, like for case in point, Connor, didn't you buy the 50th Silver Surfer issue? Yes. In the 90s, why? Because he's awesome. Because, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, he's so. he's he's just totally, he's he's he just personifies the loneliness, you know. Yes, yes. He yeah. he is lonely, and he it's yeah. he's so lonely it hurts to read about it. Yep. and it's he wears, great. And he, he wears silver because that's how he feels inside. And what's exactly. what's great, and what's great is that he's got the power cosmic. One of the, the the he's one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe, and all of his power cannot bring back his planet and not bring back the woman he loves. And that, that's, 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 that's a classic Stan Lee tragedy. It's He's awesome. pretty similar it's to the great. Martian Manhunter. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, in anyway, a way. anyway, my, my yeah. point, I've never really cared about the Silver Surfer, but I also haven't read much of him, I'll, I'll be honest. However, I will say that um, the Fantastic Four movie, I, I keep seeing that trailer and I was like, I don't know why, but that's really cool. It's going to be fun. I, I have no, fun, but yeah. like, and it's the Silver Surfer stuff. I'm like, I don't know why. It just looks really cool, and it's it's interested me. Now, the other one thing, the Fantastic Four film did suck, but every time I catch a little bit of it on TV, I find myself watching it. Yep. It's a really fun film to watch and make fun of. 
But at the same time, I kind of like bits of it. Yeah, what more? What what more can you ask for? I mean, as far as, it's not, it's it's not it's not Electra. You know, what I mean, like it's watchable. It's it may not be X Men Two, but it's you know, I, I definitely think it's it's. I, I'm glad it's in my library. I'm There's ridiculousness it, so. in it. Yeah. Well, because but there's ridiculousness in the Fantastic Four. I almost I almost felt as if the the Fantastic after reading the Fantastic Four Omnibus Volume One, Mm -hmm. I almost feel as if the first movie is true to the spirit of that of those early issues, but in modern day times. Yeah, I think that's completely valid. Yeah. So, okay. All right. um, Our next email comes from James, who um, wants to know how we feel about the spirit. He knows we said a few good things about it, and he enjoyed each issue so far. But there are a few worries at the same time. The lighthearted, almost Batman animated style is fun, as are the stories, but he worries there's nothing more to it. What he means is, like, like with the old Batman animated comics, they were fun for a while, but nothing else is going on, no growth or development, he stopped reading. He wonders what will happen when Frank Miller, when the Frank Miller film comes out. Miller being Miller, it's going to be darker than the current comic. Will they reboot the comic to match the film, or will the current series gradually get a bit darker? Well, let's worry about the film when the film comes out, if the film comes out. Yeah, he's got I wouldn't be surprised... Head. I wouldn't be sur- yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if he doesn't make the film darker. If he if no, he, he is. I, he said he is. He's going to make oh, it oh, well, uh, dark well. and, and and dirty. I was I was going to say like I I I'm not going to presume to guess what Miller will do. But then no, I he's already said it in interviews. I, yeah, I can't think of hip. anything he's done that isn't like that. Did he really break his hip? Do we have confirmation? No, we don't. That was a rumor. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> but it's a funny rumor though. It is. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> he was chasing some kids off his lawn. Um, I think James has a point. I don't think he does at all. All right. Well, well I think he doesn't. I doesn't. fall between you two. I think Connor, if he's if he's looking for a story that's going to be overarching and it's going to have a lot of themes Meaning. in development, then he's not going to like it. But then again, if, yeah. if that's not that doesn't make it invalid. If, if these are one shot enjoyable tales, and yeah. that's what the stories are. If just that's not what you're looking for and you enjoy, then you're not going to like the book. Right, yeah. I mean, I think I think he has a point in that that like I don't think there's going to be a lot of heaviness and growth and that sort of thing. But at the same time, I'm not stopping reading. That's like, not gonna, the point of the it. book, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know Very what? Well I, I think you, I think it's it's not out of the realm of possibility of Darwin Cook a little more credit. Yeah. And I, I say this because like when you first start well, credit to for read, what? I mean, he's doing great stories. No, well, what I'm saying is when I first started to read the the New Frontier, which is pretty much all the all the experience I have with him, it seemed like it was a little lighter and a little more surfacey. And then by the time I got to the end of it, I did not feel that way at all. And so that's what I mean, like, what may seem one way at, at the beginning may not actually be that way at the end. Right. Oh, but speaking of that, that reminds me, Connor showed me the, the, extra, the extra bonus stuff at the end of uh, New Frontier in the Absolute Edition, You're Josh. You're talking about you the alternate out. ending, aren't you? Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but if you have Absolute New Frontier, go look at the alternate ending. It's awesome. It's great. So. <laughs> Would you like another anyway. coconut drink? <laughs> <laughs> Last email. Michael writes in, do you ever find that, that's, that you sometimes spoil events for yourself while reading a comic? By this I mean you can't resist taking a peek at the next page or find out that someone dies or whatnot. He did this twice in Criminal Number no. 5. He spoiled two characters' deaths. It's a serious temptation to look at the whole page rather than follow each panel. He'd like to hear our thoughts. I do this all the time. Mm. I, I can't wait. I don't flip pages. Oh, I'll, I'll jump to the end. Oh, I never ever do that, but I yeah, do have yeah. a hard time looking at the beginning of the page. I try really hard to follow the panels. It's almost impossible. Your eye takes the whole page in. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I've, ju- I've jumped, like, when I knew something big, like the Foggy Nelson Daredevil issue. Mm-hmm. When, oh, uh, then when you saw I, I jumped all over through that issue. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. You know, like yeah, the, the thing is, the, the thing is, the thing is, I've kind of reached this kind of zen like uh, place with spoiler with spoilers spoiler stuff. Is that I recognize that this stuff's going to happen, and I'm more interested in how it happens. 
you know, like, and while, and we talked about this last week, like, like, oh my God, if we, if we didn't know Captain America was going to die, could you imagine what our reaction would have been like? But I thoroughly enjoyed the journey getting there. So, yeah, you know. but there is that feeling of the, of the, of being there when you take the left turn and not expecting it, the drop right, in the true. roller coaster. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. True. And I, you know what? You feel, <clears throat> I feel like I haven't feel, had that feeling in a while and I miss it. Yeah. Well, well then media blackout. Can you imagine, doing the like media show. Can you imagine <laughs> what it must have been like to watch like Empire Stri- Strikes Back and not have known? Uh, apparently, it, fu- it fucked people up, didn't it? Yeah. It, like, t- it blew them away, yeah. I, I, want, I want that feeling once in my life, and I, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with M. Night Shyamalan, so I don't know where to go. Josh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum! Space ghost, I'm pregnant! <laughs> All right, so um, if you have uh, any questions for us, you want to send us an email, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Um, we do our best to get back to everybody and read the, read some on the podcast. Um, if we haven't got back to you yet, please be patient. We are busy people. So, all right. <laughs> we'll get to you little people when we feel like it. <laughs> so um, our next question uh, – uh, now we're going to move on to voicemail. And our first voicemail comes from Patrick um, who actually has a good question similar to Michael's. Hi, guys. This is Patrick from Kentucky. Love the podcast. Been a long-time listener. I was just wondering, it's something, a little question that some friends and I bad around the other day. When you think of a certain character, whose art do you think of? Is it, you know, whoever's currently doing the character, or is it something a little more classic? Like, for example, when somebody says Batman, I immediately think, you know, a Neil Adams artwork. Or if somebody says Wolverine, usually it's... it's um, Sylvester. So, you know, I was just wondering what you all thought and if y'all had any thoughts about that. Hope y'all are having a great week and talk to you soon. Bye. Well, that was nothing like what Michael asked. No, it was, it was a good question. Y- yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was in, in thematically. It's Ron like is like the approach, Segway our, King, though, so if you draw... Our, appro- our approach to comics, you know? I, mean, I, I definitely... Do it's a great question. No, it's great. Yeah, I, it's I think great, of fantastic. When I think Superman, I think of the John Byrne Superman. You know, I think of Kurt Swan. Su- Josh yeah. does not consider J- Superman. Josh doesn't. I, think no, I, I don't really have like a Superman archetype. I guess if right. anything, it's sort of the, the. You know what I always see in my head is the big Frank Miller Superman from Dark Knight Returns. Right. Well, there you go. I, love I mean, that. I think that's definitely. I think. I guess yeah. people do do that. I do think. Jo- right. Ron, I mean, like, do you think of Sylvester? Do you think of Wolverine? Actually, I don't. Actually, I think of um, I think, I, and I don't think of Byrne. I think of Jim Lee, to be honest I with think you. Of, um, that that there's that one. There's that one. I think it's the cover with Captain America and Black Widow. Yep. I mm-hmm. think uh, Uncanny. I think it's two sixty seven, maybe. Jesus. Um, and it's that one shot of Wolverine. He's kind of crouching down, and he's got his claws popped, and it's just like that's what I that when I think of Wolverine, that's what I think of. Doesn't Black so. Widow have her back twist so we can see her ass? Yeah, kind of. She got that. She got that hot short haircut. Oh, Jesus. I think I think of John Byrne. I think of the Wolverine alone thing from Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Who? What, what do you? When you think of the Hulk, what do you think of? Dale. Uh, what was his name? Dale Keown. Keown. Yeah. Really? Yep. I think of. I don't even know the artist. It might be Bushema. Bushima. Oh, the one with the curly, but, the curly haired like Hulk. Yeah, yeah. The, and the the ripped the ripped per, uh, the ripped purple pants yep, and because yep. like, you know why I had like a little like when I was growing up I had a little kitty mug with uh, the Incredible Hulk and him bursting through uh, through a wall and it was that it was that rendering and it, it was that. That's I, I think, think of McFarlane with him. Hmm. Interesting. Because I never read yeah. much um, Hulk ever, and the only stuff I've yeah. ever bought was the stuff that McFarlane drew a long, long, long time ago. But I always liked that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting we to see how because like that's all day. 
Well, yeah, because it because because it, it also represents at what point you got in. You know what I mean? Like, or, or not people... necessarily that, but what yeah. what stayed with you the most? Exactly what had what had resonance? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because like Batman, I mean, I I, I want to say Neil Adams is what I think of Batman, but I don't think it is. No, not for know? me. It's Brayfogle. Yeah, no, I think it's Brayfogle. Yeah. Like that know. period. I have so many Batmans yeah. in my head. For him, I don't think that I settle on something. But it's funny when yeah. you say that. I think of Rucka. Okay, I, and it, more like his personality during that period. But he's not an artist. Right. <laughs> I know. No, I know. That's what I mean. Like my head doesn't Just go, go down, with it. My head doesn't go Just, with the art as much. I I think of. I have that problem with Captain America. I don't think I have a definitive Captain America in my head. No. Mostly because I I usually didn't like the art. Yeah, I think I think Actually, of Burn. I do. I have yeah. Kieran Dwyer. Oh, because he was drawing Captain America back when I was reading it, like in the 350s. Actually, you know what? I do yeah. have one. My, I think it's George Perez. Yeah. It's my all-time, my all-time favorite Captain. I could you totally know I, do this all day. I want it to be Epting. That's what I want my new it's Captain not. America vision to be. I know, but it won't be anyway. So yeah, no, we could do this all day with like every character. It's you so shouldn't much do Spider-Man. Sylvester who's, as Wolverine though. Who's Spider-Man? Hmm. I'm seeing McFarlane. Is it is it is it McFarlane? It is. Yeah, for me, it's probably Romina. Because you were alive in the '60s. Well, no, because that was because I, whatever. You're very old. So, I am. My back hurts. <laughs> All right, our next voicemail. Um, <laughs> our next voicemail continues the mystery. Hello, I fanboys. Uh, this is Dominic from uh, La Mirada, California. I was leaving a message about my cap speculation. So my theory is Captain America fakes his own death, and he's coming back as a new Avenger as Ronan. But I was wrong about Ronan last time, so maybe I know nothing. That's my theory. Well, you would be right if if Marvel decided to do the biggest dick move ever. <laughs> and then and then right after that happens, yeah. Scarlet Witch undoes um undoes House of M. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. I think and if Ronan yeah, if Civil Cap War. is Ronan, I will eat a hat. I still say Ronan is David Mack. <laughs> <laughs> I still say it. It's Stan I'm Lee. <laughs> I there's I think there is ninety nine point nine percent chance he is not Ronan. It's Hawkeye. No, I, th- I I I think that if if Marvel backtracks on this and that is not really Cap's dead body, and I'm not saying he doesn't come back. They don't do something with him, but if that's not really his dead body and he's he shows up anytime soon, they are yeah. gonna people are gonna riot. He's not shown yeah. up for years. It's gonna be at least a year. I know I'm years. I know I miss years, him. Yeah, but um, I gotta say though, I I I kind of I'm liking the Ronan mystery. It, it's it's really it gets people thinking. It gets people buzzing. Everyone wants to know who he is. And that's not that, gonna live so. up to it though. No, that's unless it's something bad. awesome that nobody thought of. Yeah, like cloak. <laughs> <laughs> He's so ashamed right. for dropping the people in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. Because you never see cloak do anything other than just grab people and with mope. his cloak. You, you know can't even like, do that I'd right. Love to see cloak be like a ninja. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so um, our next voicemail has got a question for Connor. Hey, iFanboy, it's Chris from Long Island. Um, I had a question for Connor. Um, He said that um, one week we were doing on the site, they had the whole, the whole, um, the poll list, and then he did, like, what books should I read? And he wrote, uh, read JSA uh, Liberty Files. And then he never followed up on it, never said if he liked it or not. So I just want to know if he liked it. And also, for Ron reading um for Ron reading a book that he wouldn't usually read, I think he should read Starman instead of Sandman because Starman's really good. Okay, bye. Um, so before we get to Connor, um, Starman is on my list, and that's a good recommendation because Josh has has said, has shared your opinion of that. 
That's a good book. Yeah. So, but have, but so Connor, what do you think of JSA? JSA uh, Liberty Files was actually very very good. Um, great Tony Harris art. Cool. Uh, I I enjoyed it. It was it was you know the JSA in the uh, in the forties and there, there were there was more about them being operatives in the war than it was being superheroes. And it was like Batman and it was Our Man and it was uh, Doctor Midnight and uh, it was good. Super Superman. Cool. I, I if you like if you like those characters and you like sort of grittier wartime heroes from the forties. Um, you c- and the Tony Harris art's fantastic, so I recommend it to anybody. Awesome. All right then. All right, our next question, um, our next voicemail is also from Long Island, and it's got a relationship question. Hi, I fanboy. Um, this is Benny from Long Island calling. Um, I wanted to know uh, if I have post. Uh, you ask for uh, dating questions. I wanted to know if I ever have uh, girls come into my room. Should I take down comic posters from my walls? Thanks. Uh, love the podcast. Bye-bye. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It kind of depends on what you're going for. <laughs> if you're looking for a girlfriend, you should be honest. If you're playing the field, you know, give them what they want. That was horrible. <laughs> that's that's the worst <laughs> advice to give to a teenager ever. That's and I've never I'm been shocked. able to I've never been able to put that into use on my own because I'm painfully <laughs> honest. If you if you believe in something enough to put up on your you walls, never take it. never that's, take it that's down. Absolutely true. Never take it down. But if you're a scumbag and you want to lie to them and make them some make yourself somebody else. If if you're really worried about that, just hook up in the car. Look, sometimes I'm an astronaut. That make me a scumbag. <laughs> If the thing about his Some... car is a his mom's driving it. B uh, he's got he's got little dangly Spider-Man from the windshield. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, hey, doesn't so don't, don't you have dangly Flash? One of you? I do. I do have a dangly Flash in my car. So and the chicks dig it. So um, trust me, Benny. Need... It gets better. All right. Um, and our last voicemail. Oh, wise, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, we we did ask for relationship questions. Um, we're looking to do them on the video show, so we're looking for them in letter form. Um, we've gotten a few, and a few uh, people <laughs> seem to have mis- misunderstood the uh, request. We need to clarify. We're sorry you're being cheated on. We can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people sent us actual, real, like genuine relationship questions. We don't have, we're not qualified to help you with those. Uh, we were looking for comic book related uh, relationship questions, similar to this Relation- one. Relationships in the context of comic right. books. Um, <laughs> somebody's got ser- genuine is- relationship issues. You don't want to ask us. We're, we're, we're sorry. We want to help you, but we, we we're not ones to look at. Really, trust me. <laughs> so yeah, so I'll send in the. <laughs> Send in the comic book relationship questions. Send them in. Send them in. Send them in. Uh, we want. We def- We we're dying to do this show. We need. We need some uh, more. But we don't want a relationship question from our next caller. Hi, my name is Janita from Puerto Rico, and yes, Josh, I'm a girl. I have a big problem. The problem is that I have to go to another city to get my comics because I don't drive. My father is the one who does. I don't go every week to buy my comics. Should I buy them from the internet? And the other thing is that I'm a Marvel girl. Sorry, Connor. And I'm a fan of X-Men, but I'm buying some manga books, which are really good, because I was buying Uncanny X-Men and Antonashin X-Men. Great books, but it got to the point where I feel bored. 
the same thing with Phonics. They kill her, and then they try to revive her somehow. I really want you guys to guide me on other books that are not from Marvel that I should buy. I like action, romance, basically any type of comic as long as it's good. I'm a big fan of iFanboy.com, and thanks a lot for the mini interview with Brian Singer. He's cute and he's a great director. And my friend Christy and I think that Josh is cute and adorable. But it's funny because everyone who calls is over 20, so I was wondering if there are more people younger hearing this podcast. I'm turning 14 in March 17. So, happy St. Patrick's Day and good luck to everyone on iPhoneBoy.com and everyone hearing it. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate they, that. They think you're adorable. Well, I am adorable, and I'm very Aww. non-threatening. <laughs> so let's let's answer her first question. Wait a minute, um, why why was it me? What she said, and I'm a girl, Josh. Because well, you're very you're very critical of women reading comics. I am. You hate you hate women. You hate you hate women. Yes, in fact, yeah. Again, now <laughs> sometimes I don't think people get our sarcasm. <laughs> smiley, smiley. <laughs> we they, we um, need an equivalent of a podcast emoticon. <laughs> so her first question was, should she buy comics online? Yes, if it's sure. more convenient. If it works definitely. for you. And go to comichole.com. Did they Plug. deliver to the PR? Probably. It's in the United yeah, States. Yeah, it's international. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, um, okay, so, she, so she's going to be 14 and she's bored with the X-Men. That's a bad <laughs> sign for you, That's a good sign. It that means she knows what's going on. It doesn't bode well. Did you read the Dark Phoenix saga and all the old stuff? Don't read the new stuff. Don't read the Grant Morrison stuff. Read the old stuff. But anyway, Why are these um, people in bell bottoms and not the new <laughs> hip bell bottoms? <laughs> Big Dazzling. sideburns and weird glasses. Hey, nothing wrong with sideburns. Why is Wolverine reading Penthouse? Um, so she wants she, so she wants us to guide her to non-Marvel books. And she likes action, little romance. Uh, well, this is going to sound like a broken record, but Robin um, is real good for that. Oh, I thought you were going to say Invincible. Well, that was the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Invincible and Robin. Robin, the last, um, the last six or seven months' worth of Robins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invincible, the entire the entire thing is great for action and romance and family drama and everything you can ask Speak for. Speak of an Invincible, I think somebody just ordered something. I uh, impulsively impulsively just ordered the oversized hardcover, um, the big one that just came out. Yesterday at the shop, he looks up at it and goes, that's real nice. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> oh man, it's, it's, he, you weren't going to last ten minutes against that thing. <laughs> it took you a day. Oh god! One full day. And so then um, she finally wants to know if there are any other teenagers listening. And you know, honestly, we're curious too. Um, we well, you know Chris lot- from Long Island is. They're few, and they're yeah. all on Long Island, and they're all boys. <laughs> so if you are a teenager and you're not in college and you're in middle school or high school, email us. Let us know. Give us a call. There's six gun. Hear from you. Yeah, six gun. Right. So, I believe he's um, almost eighteen. Yeah, because he gets some. Okay. Or at least he, he tells us he does. <laughs> anyway, all right. I thought so you weren't going to talk so much. Why do you always go to the weird place? <laughs> I went somewhere else, though. I stayed away from that other thing. All right, so if you have any questions, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 1 888 Fanboys. That's 1 888 326 2697. I think it's time to get some dinner. Yeah, I think it's time to turn this off. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so don't forget to head over to ifanboy.com, where our, our home on the internet where you can read uh, about the Pick of the Week review and the, uh, what everybody else was reading this week, as well as the other great discussion. 
Um, and there's a link over there to go to the forums, which are hosted by our friends at Revision 3. Speaking um, of which, every Wednesday, I fanboy the video show comes out. Uh, come hell or high water. Yeah, that's so, for sure. <laughs> um, check that out every week. We do, you know, uh, various kinds of things. Uh, we interview creators. We talk to people. We do book spotlights, all kinds of different things. It's a real... Um, change from the weekly audio show. So if you like yes. more in-depth discussion on focused topics, that's where we do that stuff. Yes. Get out there and, and, and check out the show, and if, if, you, if you'd like it, go over to iTunes, and it's only got eight reviews, people. Yeah, so yeah, review, review the audio show, review the video show, in iTunes, Podcast Alley, Podcast Pickle, all the other sites. Uh, go to dig.com, where you can dig the podcast, and you can talk about it there. So a lot of things you can do. You can and- be our friend on MySpace, <laughs> .com slash iFanboy. And comicspace.com slash ifanboy. And you can also be represented on our Frapper map at frapper.com slash ifanboy. We've got so much for you to do. It's almost as if when you were to end the podcast now, you would go, I have so much stuff to do. You know what? Screw them. (laughs) I'm just going to listen to this other comics podcast where they don't ask me to do things. Homework. (laughs) <laughs> so and also if you dig what we do um, and you want to um, uh, donate some money our way help us continue delivering the great content we do for you you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations every dollar helps and we appreciate every dollar because so. I, I, I wasn't there um, you guys put out the uh, WonderCon show this yes. week which was awesome yeah. oh cool and if you have if you're listening and you haven't gone and watched it I, wa- I watch it as a third party basically it was awesome very funny. It was, and, uh, it was a fun time. It was a good time. Yeah, it looked so. like you had fun with that. It one. nearly killed us. <laughs> it was wacky. That's all I can say. So, um, so awesome. So before we wrap up, actually, we want to get a little serious quickly. And um, for those of you um, who are a little political, might already know about this, or those of you who don't, um, Congress recently passed a bill that basically, in a nutshell, is going to um, cause internet radios to have to pay a lot more royalties to play music. So if you use Pandora or Last.fm or any internet radio station online, um, those companies basically are going to be run out of business in the next year or two because the, the ta- this tax is so high. Um, and it's really not a good thing. So um, we've got this little PSA that we're going to play after the show. Um, take a listen and tell you what you can do to, to call your congressman and tell them that you don't like the bill. If you're so, in the United States. If you're in the United States. If you're anywhere else, you're just sort of turning it off keep- at support. Yeah, you're, exactly. just, you're just giving the finger to the RIA anyway because <laughs> you can do so, that. So um, iFanboy believes in this, in this cause as well as other, you know, kind of tech-related causes. So we hope that you share our opinion. So, and hopefully this wasn't too political for Augie. Um, I'm he never fine with why. He never <laughs> agrees with us. So, okay. <laughs> so I think that's it Boy, for this week's show. you just keep talking, don't you? <laughs> Wrap it in. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I am Josh. And I'm, I'm listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen them in gangster movies. Bad guys who force small shop owners to pay for protection. I enjoy collecting protection money. The worst thing about it was in the percentages. I enjoy planting bombs in people's cars. The shop owner always had to pay 50 to 75% of his revenue to the gangster just to stay in business. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Otherwise, it never turned out too good for the shop owner. The bad guys are back. Only this time, the percentages have become 100 to 125% of revenues. Retroactively. They not only want fees for the business that is done today, they want fees for the business done in all of 2006 or else. 
The recording industry is at it again. They're attempting to shut down all internet radio stations. That is, unless they agree to pay them more money than the business could ever possibly make. Wait, more money than the business could ever make? Who can afford to do that? I'll tell you, the very rich, those with the moolah, those with money to burn. If the record companies have it their way, only the very rich will be able to afford to broadcast on the internet. And what will internet radio sound like then? Not very good. Protect your right to the most diverse internet content landscape. Write or email your congressman and senator and ask them to work to repeal the decision of March 2nd by the Copyright Royalty Board. Do you really want rich guys deciding what you should hear on the internet? Only the little guys are getting hurt by the new rules. They don't have enough money, so they go off the air. Visit SaveNetRadio.org for more information on what you can do to help. It only takes a few minutes. SaveNetRadio.org. Protecting the little guys from the fat cats. After all, doesn't the recording industry have some little old lady or an 11-year-old kid somewhere to sue? I've fallen and I can't get up. When you're addressing this court, you will rise and speak to me in a clear, intelligible voice. SaveNetRadio.org. Do it now. SaveNetRadio.org.